McCoy, is Jeff Bezos not entitled to legal tax evasion? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is the sweat of Jeff Bezos' brow and also all the people that he basically owns not entitled? Not <laughs> does that not belong to him? Does that belong to the poor, as the U.S. government claims? <laughs> Should we be giving people food when instead Jeff Bezos can inject young person blood into his body and build a rocket <laughs> to the moon so we can live immortally in his giant golden sepulcher? I mean... <laughs> the sweat of his brow! Think of it! Yeah. 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 Now recording. Wow. You guys, we finally got there. <laughs> Over the fucking miles of setup. Clapping and here like half ready. an hour later. Mm-hmm. Hour yeah, dude, later. it was worth it, though. I'm pretty sure I didn't fuck it up. Yeah, I think we all didn't fuck it up. Or maybe, alternatively, we all fucked it up under my direction. <laughs> yeah. But, like, who am I going to blame for yeah. that case, right? That would just be me. Yeah, we're going to have Bioshocks so. episode one and two, and just episode three is just a screeching noise <laughs> for 90 minutes. <laughs> it's all of us just blowing out our fucking mics and shit. Like. <laughs> James is ultra bass boosted. <laughs> Every every time I try to speak, it's actually just static. Okay, okay, we can exactly. stop that now. Now our viewers have already like yeah. taken taken the podcast off of their iPhone. Yeah, someone comes in, it's exactly. like, hey, I want to hear a podcast, but only part three of it, and they they tune in, and then that's their they skip forward twenty seconds, and it's James doing that. And they're like, wow, this podcast is bad. And they leave. Speaking of which, though, James, apparently you have some hate mail to share with us. We got our first hate mail. Yeah, we yeah. Hate mail. are we supposed to do like a yeah, class thing? Or should we like sync? A, yeah, should we let's sync do it. Let's do a first? clap real quick. Yeah, no, let's do a clap real quick. Uh, by the way, y'all motherfuckers, you don't need to clap loud. You just need to clap. Don't clap loud. Clap super loud. Oh, got it. <laughs> yeah, every it's, single it's, person was thinking, clap. all right, clap as loud as possible. <laughs> Dude, that will destroy my fucking mind. Yeah, instead of clapping, just hit the microphone with your banana. <laughs> okay, you guys ready for this shit? Yeah. Three, two, one. Clap. <laughs> wow, saying clap. It's, it's, there's, dude, I love. Okay, when I was editing last podcast, at towards the end, people are like tired and they're kind of just done with the fucking the whole show, and they just start like innovating on the clap thing. <laughs> they're just like, like, like Adam is just like sort of trying to make a point, and then he like teeters out for a little bit, and he just goes clap, <laughs> <laughs> and you just like can tell we're all just like fucking done. But yeah, anyway, so what's this hate mail? It's going down. Yeah, so hate mail. So we got hate mail from a one garbage cannot. <clears throat> which okay. says uh, it's it's uh, titled discrepancies in Adam's rating for dear <laughs> Esther. <laughs> and reasonable. I quote, okay, reasonable. Adam's original rating was twenty five thousand seven hundred and seventy. <laughs> he then changed it to twenty five thousand seven hundred and seven after his explanation for why he rated it that high. This is a difference of 63 points, which is significant. (laughs) I want my money back. (laughs) Uh, Damn, dude. The thing is, is that um, I actually went and I checked this and it definitely is. The numbers are the same. I just like seven and 70. Like if I say 70, like with the D part, not all that loudly. Um, I think I, I blame McCoy's editing. I think that's really the problem here because it works just fine. That's when I right. Hear it, so that's right. Um, <laughs> I think that's actually very reasonable. Isn't that always the problem? Yeah. So I think um, oh, McCoy definitely. owes uh, this one garbage cannot um, zero dollars and zero cents back. 
Well, which because is it's exact a value free podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But let it not be Dude. said that we don't give customers their money back. Yeah, exactly. And we only take credit card information. We don't give it back. Currently, we have 100% listener engagement right now. I think that's better than most podcasts, if I'm being honest. You're right, because your mom and this person. That's perfect. Exactly. Speaking of which, this yeah. is the Game Club podcast. Where and now we that we have are... a Twitter, we can have way higher listener engagement. <laughs> and way more hate James mail. Is like, James is like, are you doing the intro? Like, fuck that. Yeah. I was going to say, James just completely bulldozed over the intro right there. He's like, fuck your intro. <laughs> like, I've got to get our socials out that. there. Yeah. So yeah, plug visual. Our Twitter is paid yeah. for by visual. Because sponsored by Visual had too many characters in it for Twitter, uh, which is a Twitter problem. So um, write hate mail to Twitter this time, not us. Uh, but yeah, if, yeah, you, and you, if can you can find, find us Twitter at for whatever reason, Twitter just write it to com me. slash paid for by Visual. There mm-hmm. you have it. <laughs> yeah. And what is our first tweet, James? Can you uh, enlighten us on what our first communication with the world is? Was it something like "Hello World" or was it something like "Test"? Did you not Twitter look who this? Are at the the link I posted. James, I don't have time for this. I'm the talent, James. All right, all right, uh, all right. Our first tweet is about to record the last episode of our Bioshock series. This episode was once again uh, brought to you by our proud sponsor, <laughs> Visual. <laughs> Dude, James, if you, you want to build a website, Twitter, people can hashtag C with their hashtag eyes. Try <laughs> visual. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I, James, I that's really you. the hot podcast uh, content that I come for. I want to have tweets read to me at, by way of podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tweets about that podcast read to me by the people who do that podcast on the podcast. Yeah, Dude, yeah. Just like sitting there, like it's just like tweeting like really time sensitive shit on the podcast. Like, hey man, I'm gonna be live streaming later at five, and you just read that shit on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone comes back and listens to it like two months down the line because that's how podcasts fucking work. And <laughs> wow. the, what, what Hot takes from Adam? Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna make a bold move here. What if we pass to Zoe and let her do the intro? <laughs> oh, so bold! Having a woman take over. Jeez. You, you, you've wow. always been not our from our mouths, Uh-oh. not from the five men in this room. <laughs> that was from the woke. woman. Just to clarify, <laughs> yes, yeah, send please send all hate to whatever the fuck her shit is, not our shit. Um, anyways, anyway, so <laughs> no, this no, no, no. The... We want we Jesus want Christ, James. James. <laughs> <laughs> James. <laughs> James. <laughs> I'm thoroughly convinced that James just never wants me to talk on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's been conditioned by Bioshock to not pay attention to the voice. Like, he thinks you're a voice recording and he's not paying attention to you. James exactly. hears structure in the he's podcast like he- and he's like, I sense structure. We need to derail this thing immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I kind of support that, though, and it's so fucked up. Just that destroy <laughs> the patriarchy. And by that, I mean structure. Designed by yeah, a Zoe woman. the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. So hey, Zoe, um, we can all just mute James, and then you can give the intro. How's that sound? Perfect. You know what? <laughs> yep. I will just. I'll let. I'll let the room grow here, quiet. I'll hit, the, I'll hit the server mute real quick. Oh, there geez. we go. James is muted. So here we go. <laughs> 
Wow. This is, can you actually this do is that? the Game Club podcast, everyone. Can, we, can actually do that? Je- McCoy, Jesus <laughs> Sorry. Christ. Sorry. <laughs> the server muted him. He server <laughs> muted him. That's like some sick shit. That's like next level oh, tactics. Well, now all three of us are going to get muted. I'm sorry, Zoe. I will actually shut up. But I just, that was quite a move. Okay. Adam asserting right. his right, dominance. Which, speaking of which, how are you doing, Adam? Wait, I thought we wanted to have a straw. Oh, is this the intro? Well, the thing is, I've said this is yes. the Game Club podcast maybe about five times at this point, so I think people have a clue of what podcast this is. <laughs> Plus, also, they clicked on this, right? Like, in theory, on their phone, it's got some, like, garbage artwork that we haven't put together yet. Um, so it's just a, a Photoshop that I did Still in one minute. Still waiting for your guys' <laughs> headshots. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Dude. Hi, Adam. Um, How God, are you doing? I was doing? a joke yeah. in there, but I missed it. Uh, I'm doing all right. I just got back from... Uh, California, the land of no water. Um, I was out there for business, which was businessy. Um, Where in California were you? San Diego, you San Diego visit us? for the conference thing, and then up to LA up to LA to visit a friend. Not you guys though. Damn. Yeah, clearly it's not. It's like another eight-hour drive. Yeah, to the it's bay. only like Come seven on, states worth of driving. <laughs> yeah, I really should have just. I mean, it's it's all California, right? Every piece of California is right next to every other piece of California. Well, and of course, Adam mm-hmm. would bike there, That's... so make that like maybe about thirty-five hours. <laughs> yeah, that oh, God. that would be a bit. I would arrive, collapse on your doorstep, and then have an ambulance take me to my airplane. <laughs> to the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, for real though. Actually, that'd be a great ride, right? You're like, dude, this is my plan. Yes, any, I bike there. Any ride right? that results in me collapsing in exhaustion is is a good bike ride. Yeah, and requiring yeah. an ambulance. It would only cost about ninety thousand dollars. <laughs> oh my god, dear Jesus! The most yeah, expensive. Who was it? <laughs> was it like Brian or something? Who was talking about when he crashed his motorcycle and then like someone was like, I'm calling the ambulance. And he was like, don't like yeah. holding his ribs like I can't <laughs> afford it. Don't do it. I'm fine. Yep. <laughs> Oof. Jeez. Anyways, Bernie Sanders. No, but uh. <laughs> anyway, James, uh, are you unmuted? How are you doing, dude? Yeah, I'm unmuted. <laughs> that's another power that I have is that to sounded unmute like, myself. That sounded like a puppy with his tail between his legs just being like, yeah, I'm unmuted. Okay. I'm sorry for being Dude, so really disruptive. <laughs> just don't do it again. I was just really excited about our new Twitter account. <laughs> James, you're making me Which feel bad. Stop making me feel bad for you by again. visual. <laughs> That is twitter.com slash paid for by visual. God, James is a slayer. Has anyone noticed that James can just fucking murder people? Like, I, specifically Gabe. James and Gabe have this, like, some weird link where James will say some shit and Gabe will just fucking lose it in the corner. I, I think James is the funniest here. Dude, how does he do it, man? Oh, God. All right. Yeah, who's next in the, in the interview there? Um, who's, who's, who's had a good day? Well, I for one know that I'm sick of zucchini. That's my ten cents. Did you try planting? Dude, are you, did you make it a for like and like twelve oh. tons of zucchini? I planted four zucchini plants, forgetting that each plant makes multiple zucchini. And so, yes, I've been <laughs> zucchinied out. I've had <laughs> zoodles and zucchini chips and zucchini bread and. <laughs> 
zucchini. <laughs> How are zoodles? I'm curious about zoodles because like that's the thing you always see in all those like pictures of like, dude, it's healzy pasta. It's zucchini it's noodles. It's literally like, is just that zucchinis good? that are put in a spiralizer. And to be honest, people will say, eh, it tastes just like pasta. They're liars. It's it's not. Right? They've got to be liars. It just has this weird crunch to it. It's not fun. I'm so sick of zucchini. God help me. <laughs> if you guys yeah. want zucchini, please add us at our Twitter account. <laughs> Paid for by visual. Paid for by- <laughs> <laughs> I'll send some over. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Yes, send I'll just your you know name, that- your address, and your social security number to <laughs> paid for by visual. <laughs> to our Twitter account, post this shit just fucking to the world. <laughs> uh, just slide up in our DMs with your credit card. Anyways. Um, How are you doing, yeah. Oh, dude. Um, better now that we've spent like an hour and a half just tinkering with audio stuff, and I've made everyone just sit here and wait. Um, so, good. I'm, I'm hoping that I don't know. I don't know. I'm back in California. Things are nice. Uh, all my stuff is here. It's all in the places I expect it to be. Like it's all in the closet where I put it or it's on my desk where I put it. And so that's fucking nice just to be like, oh, I don't have to do that much shit. I just have to like go to the place that I already know where the thing is, pick it up and do the thing I'm supposed to do with it. I don't know. It's It's been nice to be back in a house that's actually put together. <laughs> uh, that's nice. So I don't know. It's been good. Um yeah, wow, that was supposed to be funnier, but whatever. It's out now. No, it was very wholesome. You missed that black mold? <laughs> yeah, I think my throat is feeling better. <laughs> oh, dear. Just <laughs> not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, mold is not as fun as you would think it would be. Um, I don't think anyone ever thinks of mold as being fun. Think, <laughs> yeah, when I think of oh, mold, I'm like, oh, I'm ready for the party. <laughs> Adam, the party, dude. Animal. Adam, you should have come by my place, bro. There's tons of mold <laughs> for the party. Like Adam yeah. strutting into a party with like a plate of cookies with some like green mold on them, being like, "Hey, found these in the back cupboard." <laughs> this is for your gut biome, you guys. Trust me, it's all decomposing. It's perfect. It's organic. Did you eat all the ginger snaps? All of them? Or are they still around? I don't know. Like, I think Elena might have thrown them out. I only say that because. Either that or she put them somewhere. We had a conversation that went like this. Yo, Keenan leaves a lot of food here. We should have like a dedicated spot for Keenan's food so he can know where it is when he comes back. <laughs> um, and I don't know where that went. Very subtly, very slowly moving back. <laughs> <laughs> One box of cookies at a time. <laughs> hey, man. No, I'm just leaving a bedspread here. No, it's just because I'm, I'm rolling between house to house and I just need to leave. No, I was thinking right here in the living room would be a great spot for it. For when I leave it. No, I'll pick it up, but I just think. You guys don't use the living room anyways. We don't. Fuck that room. That room is not fun. How are you doing, Keenan? See? Perfect. <laughs> uh, I might be a co-owner of a house in a week, so that's interesting. Mm. Holy shit. Welcome to homeownership. It's a joy. Well, not yet. <laughs> we put an offer, so see what happens. Are you going to live there or like? Uh, eventually, but we have to lift up uh the the first floor is too short to actually have like rent out and have people live in it like because of a law yeah i mean the height is like it's like it's not even six feet tall oh 
So they're like, dude, you can't, it, like, legally you can't do this because basketball yeah. players would complain. So we'd have to tear everything out and lift up the house. Dude, I would complain. I couldn't fit in there. I'm Wait, six sorry. One. Wait, sorry. Lift up a house? Yeah. That sounds like an insane undertaking. Nah. Chicago yeah, lifted up the thing. entire city once. What? Yeah, yeah. Seattle. Yeah, no, that's not a joke. That's real. They did that. Jeez. Yep. Yeah. What? What? How do you do that? Also, I, San I Francisco did that. Carjacks. Like San Francisco is famous for having another city underneath it, right? That's Seattle. That's Seattle. Oh no, you're right. That's Seattle. That's actually Rapture. Whatever. You're thinking of. Yeah. Oh, San Francisco oh. is famous for smoothest segue. No. <laughs> but let's no, make I, that segue. I, which I mean, I still need to ask Gabe how he's doing because now Gabe will feel left out. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> Gabe's like, fuck it. I don't feel anything today. Screw my feelings. <laughs> I don't feel anything any day. <laughs> you got your settings perfectly tuned to not feel anything. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. But I, what was that Bojack quote that you were telling me the other day? He's like, I like the shower because I can't feel my tears. <laughs> I'm going to go take a shower so I can't tell if I'm crying or not. <laughs> well, on Anyways, that that's note, okay. So tell me about rapture. Tears, water, rapture. There we go. Segway. <laughs> Nailed it. Anyways, so this is our third and final week of Bioshock. And when we left off, we had just figured out that uh, would you kindly as a trigger phase for us atlas is actually frank fontaine and then he tries to in a james bond style villainous way try to kill us and obviously fails and when we pick back up we are in the uh, little sisters little orphanage area and my sisters love me adam's sisters apparently are scared of him because he's harvesting the literal <laughs> she uh, he's harvesting them <laughs> Delicious. bastard. <laughs> but anyway, so I want to start off with a perhaps shocking, maybe not so shocking statement on my behalf. And that's right after this section of the game, I think this game really goes downhill and I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's yep. like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to agree. Yeah. There's a lot of really annoying shit that goes on in these last couple minutes, and to me, the ending of this game just kind of seems very rushed, but at the same time, very substance-less. So, yeah, I would yeah, agree entirely wanna, with that. Want to nitpick that and pick your guys's brains about that? Because I'm surprised to hear, or like, you know, I'm interested that you guys kind of feel the same way about that. So my take on it is that, and I've mentioned this before, like the real point of, like the selling point of this is Rapture is the city and exploring Rapture and like seeing what's there. And you really don't get a whole lot more of that. Like, so the things, the, the cool audio log things that you get to see, um, so like Dr. Suchong's story kind of gets wrapped up. Um, Deanne McClintlock, uh, Ryan's former mistress, kind of has her story, I guess, sort of wrapped up. Um, but, like, really, you don't get to see that much more of the city. Um, you don't get to, like, see more of the social implications of what is going on in Rapture. You just have to do some obnoxious shooting and, like, an escort quest and put on an obnoxious hat. But also and, capitalists yeah. are con men. 
So, sort of. Like, Fontaine... There were a couple of things that I noticed. Um, pulling at my notes because I'm not prepared ever. Um, <clears throat> so, one thing that I noticed that was kind of interesting is that, like, everyone kind of gets undone by their own creations in some ways. Um, like... Su Chong is killed by a big daddy, um, because it, like yeah. immediately after abusing one of the little sisters. Um, uh, this, uh, Fontaine gets killed by you. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, you know, and you are one of his like tools. He 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 did create you. Um, Ryan also sort of created you, and you killed him. But Ryan's death is really fucking weird, and I don't really know how to get into that. Is like there's not really a reason behind it. It's just like, oh, we need to off Ryan for reasons, and then you just that happens, and no one asks any questions about it. Like, he wanted sure. out of Bioshock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his rights deal was up, and he was like, honestly, <laughs> he saw where the game was going. He's like, no, I'm, I'm leaving now. Yeah, exactly. He's like, have you seen that final boss battle? This shit sucks. Like, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, that okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think most of the characters end up being undone by their own follies, which is, I guess, a thing that one could analyze if they were so inclined. Yeah, I'm not. But no, no, it's, <laughs> I, I will say, yeah, actually, like that. OK, if we're going to say the ending is a huge downturn in terms of quality of this game, I'm totally behind that. I do think some of the ways you find out about some of these key characters dying and sort of their death is cool. Like specifically like Su Chong, I thought was pretty cool. And like, there's some other stuff there that's, that's cool. I'm like, okay, yes, this I appreciate. Um, it's, it's more of just that this is look, Adam and I will constantly butt heads on like game design theories and whether or not they're true as in they are true in all cases. But I think this is a perfect example of a game that could have been done shorter and it would have had more impact because they essentially ran out of kind of like their magic. I mean, if you think about a distribution of resources, they put them all in the beginning, which is where they should be. And their beginning and even middle is fantastic. And they were sort of like, fuck, we're kind of out of time. This is the first of a series. We need to make some money back. We need to stop developing this thing and just put it out. So we're, we're out of time. But it's interesting because I think games after this, um, maybe, you know, five, 10 years later after this, I've started to learn that you can make a game just end sooner. And, ha and maintain that impact as opposed to trying to hit an hour count of like, well, this is a 20-hour game or, well, this is a 12-hour game. You know, like we, we got to that number. It's like they just, no, just end it at five um, and make it be amazing. So you I think you really get that feel with this game that they, they tried to extend it out with their gameplay or whatever, and it's fine, but it's, it's like, sure, if you're at this st stage of the game, you're still playing, you're in it and you love it as we all are, but it's like, there's not going to be that same thing you're looking for. It's it's already been played out. It's already showed its hand. It's already been amazing. Now you're kind of just, let's end it. Let's get it done. Let's be yeah. done with it. In a way, like, I feel like, at, at the same time, I feel like this game kind of fucked itself in the sense that they have this really cool reveal that would you kindly as a trigger phase and, or a trigger phrase. And, like, after that big reveal and Frank Fontaine's reveal, like the game devs were kind of like, okay, so we just established that there's this phrase that makes you do anything. So literally, if Frank Fontaine is smart, he'll say to kill yourself. So we need to get rid of this trigger phase. And so like, 
I remember the first time I played through, it was kind of disappointing waking up in that orphanage and Dr. Tenenbaum just being like, oh, yeah, you know, that that trigger phrase that's been like, you know, leading you all your life. Yeah, like I, I've had like a little bit of a stopper to it. Like, don't worry about it anymore. It's not going to it's it's no big deal anymore. Like I fixed it. And you're just kind of like, wait, just like that? Like, where have you been all my life? God damn you. <laughs> like, seriously. Um, And so and I mean, it's it's not really the you know, it, it's kind of just the the sake of the story. Like, I feel like the game would have been great if, you know, there's the would you kindly reveal and then there's some frantic escape sequence that you have to do fighting against the would you kindly phrase. And then you either, you know, you successfully escape rapture and then maybe the game ends there. Like, who knows? But like the problem is they establish too much story with like the little sisters and the big daddies they already have you saving or harvesting these little sisters. And yeah, it was just kind of one of those things of like, shit, we need to get rid of this would you kindly thing like really quickly in order to like make the game have logical sense towards the end here. And so mm-hmm. just kind of doing away with it like that was a little disappointing. Yeah, I think that's kind of similar mm-hmm. to why they ended up offing Ryan. It's like they just trapped themselves in a corner with a lot of the narrative stuff and like kind of forced themselves into a weak final section of the game um because like they have a bunch of threads that they need to tie up right and they didn't have a ton of opportunity to like resolve the atlas v font or excuse me the um fontaine v ryan thing and they, they needed to i guess kind of do that somehow yeah they trapped themselves in a number of ways i think especially because to me the narrative is not important like, the narrative is not especially strong in this. The reveal is cool, but aside from that, it's just tacked on top of the world building. And a ves- it is a vessel through which one could experience the world building. And yeah, it like itself is not compelling as a narrative. Yeah, even, even going back to the last section we played through, um, even though it's one of my favorite sections, the Fort Frolic, right. I feel like... While it was cool to experience and go through that, I feel like it ultimately did not add much to the story. And I think that maybe it could have, that section could have maybe been better used to maybe attacking the Ryan part of the story or more the Fontaine section, rather than just being like a quick little like side diversion of, oh, here's this other lunatic that exists down here. Yeah. See, but what's interesting about that, I I totally feel that, but I kind of feel the other way where I'm like, maybe you just ditched the fucking Ryan uh, Alice story. Like, because I actually was way more interested in these random lunatics down there. Like cutting the Cohen section would break my fucking heart because it was so cool. So I'm like, maybe you just lean further into just random stories. I don't know. Like you can't really ditch the Atlas thing, especially because it's such a key reveal. But, like, you, they're trying to wrap you up into this, like, well, wouldn't it be fucking cool if there's this crazy, like, ultimate story here? But it's, like, to me, it was, like, if the atmosphere is the key here, then show us some other lunatics that are rolling around down here. Actually, mm. I guess I should say the narrative itself isn't terrible. I think the player character's role in the narrative isn't especially compelling. So, apparently, there is, like, a novelization of Bioshock, and it works quite well. Um, it's different because it's told in chronological order. 
um, but it gets a little bit more into like the reasoning behind. They just have more space to work with in a lot of ways. It gets into the the whys and hows and like how Fontaine found his way into Rapture and why Rapture is underwater um, instead of just you know somewhere else, somewhere reasonable. Um, and so the novelization apparently I haven't had a chance to read it yet is pretty good about this and like it still gets at the narrative but it doesn't really have the main character who's kind of doesn't add a ton right yeah especially having such a, yeah. a voiceless character like Jack right. you play as Jack and you don't say a single word besides some pained yelps whenever you get burned or electrocuted like that is literally the only sounds your yeah. character makes and i think like in a way like i there's wonder there's one other sound that you make oh really james what is it well that's a different that's just <laughs> right, when you get hit change. yeah at the last section mm. yeah true <laughs> but like yeah it's it's um like I, I wonder if maybe more like more of the story could be established through the vocalizations of your player character, but really I don't I don't think so. Just because yeah, like Jack is so removed from the events at hand, he is witnessing these events as a third party, um, a third party after the fact, nonetheless, and so it makes it very difficult to like establish backstory without straying away from Jack's perspective and without just becoming a complete Kingdom Hearts-like thing of 30-minute cutscenes to show, give you exposition yeah. into certain areas. Like, and yeah, they still even have to buy? do a little bit of that with the ghost scenes. Mm -hmm. The ghost scenes are cool, but like the thing that really missed for me is like, does anyone like have any attachment to your main character's backstory? Like, they try to, like, pull it, like, oh, you see some pictures, but those pictures aren't true. And it's like, okay, sure. Um, but, like, you just showed me pictures. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't really get much into that. I don't think. I mean, unless, I don't know. That's the part to me where it's like, I know you're trying to involve me in this. And you kind of have some hints later about DNA and this, that, the other. And that stuff's interesting. But it's like, when they, like, do that big, like, dude, these pictures are all fake. It's not real. Like, I set that up. It's like, okay, well. So yeah, it's kind of like fair enough. Flash them in your face for a few seconds, like, "Hey, here's your family," and later it's like, "Ha, huh, psych, they were fake." Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, well, "Oh, not okay." Not like that, you're but like, yeah. like, as the pictures are flashing, you hear these blood curdling screams. So you're like, "Oh shit, something happened to my parents." Like, I'm gonna get some backstory as to what happened to them, and uh, like, yeah, it's all fake. So there's really nothing there. So it's like, why have the blood curdling screams as they're flashing these photos in front of you? Like, because it's a horror game, don't you know? They play they, they, they play like horror violins oh, yes. when you pick up tonics for some reason. That has confused me since day one. <laughs> oh, I fucking love that. The same in the menu. There's some weird fucking wads, as Adam put it, that they play in the menus. So, so safe okay, and scary. Dot wav. Here is my biggest nitpick, though. They have all of these dot wav like effects for every single thing you pick up it's all very like it's all varied and yet on the fucking escort mission with the little sister you get two npc lines that little sister says and she just repeats those same two lines over and over and over and i'm just Come like on, mr b <laughs> I oh, can on, see the on angels. That mission? <laughs> I hated that mission but, just because but, of the NPC lines. Let's do biggest gripes to the final God section. Boy, do I have one. 
Um, so you go around, you become a big daddy and, you know, first you put on the boots or whatever and you're clomping around and then, then you get the, the voice changer and you, uh, instead of, ow, um, and then, uh, you put on the suit and you look at your hands, like when you pull out the wrench or whatever, and you're still wearing this dumbass woven sweater. <laughs> yeah. Like some kind of nerd. What the fuck? Okay, wait, <laughs> you so put wait, on the helmet Adam, and it's fucked to clarify. Forever, but you're still wearing this dumbass fucking sweater, like an idiot. Wait, wait, Adam, just to clarify, you were playing on PC, right? Yeah. Okay, because we had, we were wondering about that if that was just a console exclusive. Was the sweater? <laughs> <laughs> no, canonically, Jack wears some dumb fucking sweater the entire time, which is, by the way, not great for a city that's made of water and leaking constantly. Yeah, wool, wool takes forever to dry out. Bad. This man would be so itchy. <laughs> mm, good God, I made my city of water. That <laughs> level. That level gave me my first audio blow out your ears thing. Oh, really? Oh, good. Which one? Finally yeah. in the club. I jumped. It was like, it's at that that bend part where you have to walk through water and you go slow as fuck. And then you climb up onto something and there's like a statue and then you go around and then have to walk through water again and you're slow as fuck. <laughs> um, and it's really annoying. <clears throat> uh, right there I tried to jump over the statue to like save some time and <laughs> landed on the statue and went blah, blah, and uh, almost died in every sense your character almost died your ears almost died yeah exactly Yep. good god oh God, those audio clips from the little sister over and over again. Just fucking, oh, jeez. Yeah. Mine was buggy because my, my little sister disappeared. At uh oh. Person number two. <laughs> she like disappeared. So I'm going up and down the corridor being like, fuck, she got away. I was, I was keeping my eye on her. Where the fuck did she go? And then she literally came from the sky back down onto the second patient. <laughs> I am become the angel, Mr. Bowles. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. Oh, man. I was. Also. As a fun Go note, ahead. that whole sequence super doesn't work well if you've been murdering little sisters the whole time. Because it's like, <laughs> yeah, dude, what the fuck? Like, if you haven't been murdering little sisters, it kind of makes sense. It's like now you got to become the real protector, and you become a big daddy, and, and like do the whole thing and get to see it from the perspective of one of their protectors or whatever. But for me, it's just like, why can't I eat them? And like, there's no reason for them to like be hanging out and being nice to you and any of this stuff, other than that. Tenenbaum has told them to like there's some weird dissonance within the narrative um no that's definitely yeah. a, a thing that like kind of like they set it up like kind of cool at the very beginning of the game it's like oh you can either save the little sisters or harvest them for more power essence right and then i think they kind of like went through the game where like Ooh, how do we work that in? <laughs> yeah, because I think they give you back i don't know if it's the same amount but they i don't know if you know about this adam but if you mm -hmm. um save them they give you gifts every once in a while of a lot of atom which i would assume offsets the atom difference between yeah. the harvester right like so i looked that up and apparently you end up losing like 40 atom per three sisters or something it's like negligible so like, like and yeah, you end like up with nothing. so fucking much yeah. anyways that you just have everything you want and it's like regardless you just have what you want so there's not really a reason to yeah, I, harvest. I feel like 
I ended the game with like 200 Adam or more. So I think they want you to just buy shit and try it out. Like I remember sitting here with Keenan and Gabe watching over my shoulder and being like, what's the optimal play? That's the conversation, right? In terms of what you buy. And I'm like, well, the optimal play is like slots or some shit. But what about just another plasmid slot and another plasmid? They're like, you're not going to use that thing. I'm like, well, what if I used it five times? It was fun. Like, I feel like they kind of lean a little bit into like, dude, just pick up Cyclone Trap, dog. Or like, you know, pick up. In fact, actually, that's very relevant because this section, they do a interesting move that potentially could have been executed differently or whatever. But, but anyways, they give you random plasmids. plasmids yeah, but I actually think, yes, they force you to use shitty plasmids, but they also force you, quote unquote, if you're willing. I mean, you can obviously use your guns, but some of the plasmids in there I hadn't bought yet. And those were fun to use, like uh, the ones that set turrets on people or enrage. Like, these are ones I hadn't picked up, but actually, they're pretty rad. I was sitting there going, like, dude, I fucked my build up because these are sick plasmids. I feel like that mechanic was implemented solely because they told their game developers, listen, I know you've spent countless hours on the bees and no one's using the bees. <laughs> so here, we're going to implement this mechanic where we'll force people to use your bees and so, then you'll be happy. <laughs> fun thing about that, I actually didn't happy. use any of the bees or any of the other ones during that section because I had the wrench instead. Because you can just switch back <laughs> to the <laughs> brother. <laughs> and it's like, you just walk over everything. Like, To be fair, I couldn't yeah. beat Fontaine with the wrench, but I just used all what? the huge piles of... I mean, I could have, I'm pretty sure, but... Oh, wait, why, no. Why? Hmm? Go ahead. I pulled out the wrench and just beat Fontaine down with it. Like, it was so easy. <laughs> yeah, no, I did the same. I, I guess I just did but yeah. I was I'm like, sure oh, worked. you're moving really fast, but then you stand still when I get close to you. If so... you basically just, like, walked around him in a circle and just repeatedly hit him with a wrench, he couldn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did, exactly. Good God. Yeah, I actually just <laughs> And then he summoned a bunch fast. of mobs that I just ignored and beat him up with a wrench. <laughs> yes, James, you've discovered the master way. See, this yeah, is the wrench. I figured out that I should have played this on the medium or hard difficulty and should because beginner difficulty, I literally set bees on Fontaine, did one headshot with the pistol and he went back to his atom cavern and I was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing." <laughs> oh, that no. sounds like it's more fun boss. It was the Good most God. anticlimactic boss fight in the history because I would just set the bees on him, headshot, he retreats. Set the bees, headshot, retreats. And I'm like, all right, oh I win. God. And meanwhile, there's this cut scene that makes it look like Fontaine's beating you into the ground. I'm like, yep, that's not how it happened. <laughs> not at all. And it, dude, the best thing about that is that it's also not anticlimactic. It's not climactic on hard either because in, instead yeah. of like this extremely easy thing you just kind of walk in a circle and like nothing that he does can deal with that he's he's so afraid of strafing <laughs> he can't handle it at all yeah so you just true. walk but, in a circle and that, do whatever you want to him he can't do anything about it yeah not only that though it's also like at least for me like i didn't have the op rent strat i just used guns like a fucking i was gonna say man but you know we already did the patriarch jokes earlier but anyways um the point is just that uh it's like you hit him like a hundred times. Then he switches to the next phase. So it's like, yes, you can walk in a circle and he essentially can't hit you. I mean, he hits you a little, 
but it's one of those like i've got nine health packs so this is gonna be a fucking long ass thing and you just kind of go in circles and shoot them 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 and then switch phases and so it's like it's the op i doubt that there is i mean fuck it i don't know if they don't play normal is there like a what's the what's the fucking climactic version of this boss fight maybe normal Maybe that's where it normal, feels like you just normal, shot enough I, times. I just beat him with a wrench, and it was super easy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'm just... So maybe it doesn't exist. Beating you with a wrench. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I feel thinking. like... I feel like if I was using guns, it would have taken about 15 minutes longer. Because <laughs> yeah. none yeah. of your guns actually deal significant damage. Yep. Except for the fucking crossbow with the damage increase and oh, headshots. Oh shit, that makes sense. It's yeah. hard you to have hit, to have but holy mother of god. Crossbow is actually good, but like every other weapon becomes garbage like very no, rapidly. It's a travesty. Do you know which which becomes relief garbage really fast is the uh, shotgun if you don't upgrade it. Like for instance, is the literally everything. No, but what I mean, yes. But I, I mean, potentially everything. But like the shotgun, I remember using it early and it was very powerful. And then I remember yeah. upgrading its damage to kind of keep it powerful. And it was still powerful for a while. And all of a sudden it just stopped doing damage to people. And I never got the uh, rate of fire increase because I thought, well, well I'm you just, did. I mean, I did towards the end, but oh, I mean, yeah. I hadn't for like the middle section. Yeah. And the middle section is where it really fell off. And then once I got the, the um, increased rate of fire for the shotgun, I realized why like what their vision was from it. Like, oh, this thing's a machine gun. Like that's their vision. They just want you to like buy into it. So like when I chose to like, no, I don't want an increase. I'm just going to peek around corners and use it kind of like dip, duck, dodge style. They're like, no, fuck that. You either have to shoot this like a hundred times in a second or it's an absolutely garbage weapon. It's a four bullet machine gun. <laughs> Basically, yeah, at close range. So It becomes okay if you use the uh, exploding buck with it. Like I think mm -hmm. the, their intention is that Weapons fall off unless you use the special ammo, but they end up still falling off compared to the wrench, regardless of what you do. And the wrench is a uh, very versatile tool. Yeah. One thing I would give them credit for is that the anti-personnel rounds for the for everything, but like specifically the pistol and for the machine gun, which maybe is the only ones you can get it for. I don't know. But the point is just that like headshots with anti-personnel rounds with a pistol are devastating like even on hard mode you're one-shotting people so you walk into a room and you're like okay please 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 and i'm on controller of course so it's fucking so hard and i'm just like please 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 but if you hit it it just knocks them down in one and you're just like that was sick um, so on the flip side it was hilarious seeing you shoot the electric shells yes. and the shotgun at the yes. electric powered uh splicers <laughs> and having nothing happen you're like what the fuck is happening <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, was that actually reminded me of McCoy's story of that um, Jedi game where mm -hmm. it gives you these powers and then it gives you enemies that you just can't use your powers on. Oh, are we talking <clears> about <throat> Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast? No, we're not talking about that. Although they do that in that game as oh, well. We're talking no, about uh, uh, Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed, yeah. Force Unleashed, yes. But it, it is that in this game. The later half of this game, there are people who have like counters it's almost like a weird like semi pokemon system because i i think tell me if i'm wrong but i think fire is like devastating to the electric guys it seems to do more damage i, I couldn't totally suss it out but it's it felt like light these dudes on fire and walk away and they'll die like you know really what fast. you know what if you let anybody on deals? fire walk away they'll die mm -hmm. coming from so the there's there might be like a triangle <laughs> or like a, a weakness system 
but everything at that point in the game is weak to their wrench. Yeah. Wow. I'm so glad we've converted James. It's like (laughs) Fontaine, you you can just beat him to death. Like every enemy dies in between one and four hits with the wrench, except for big daddies that you can kind of ignore. You said that last time and I was like, oh, I'll try that. Oh, oh, this is this is so much damage. Wow. Everything Welcome, else is brother. so much worse than this. That's so insane. We've converted another. The church of the wrench grows stronger. Jeez. <laughs> so All right. one thing that I found kind of interesting with a wrench is that like the very first thing that you do with the wrench is like knock some debris out of way, out of the way. And then you never do that again. There's like one boarded up wall somewhere that you can hit with your wrench. And that's it. Uh, like, there's I actually like one. a lot of hidden grates that you can hit open. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, the grates. Mm-hmm. I guess the I crawl spaces. Yeah, thought about those as like uh, telekinesis things then they, instead. Then they have oh, like the the padlocks that you bust, but that's kind of like a you can't even advance the game without busting the padlock kind of thing. And you can probably shoot them too. I yeah, I, I, I don't think I did. Pretty but. much all debris except for the very first one when you only have the wrench. You can just like shoot all debris with bullets too, and that breaks it. Yeah. This is just like one of these sort of situations where they just leaned on the gameplay and on some desperate writers to finish up this game. (laughs) And it just feels like, fair enough. Like you've already won my heart over with the first half of this game. You've done it, and I, it'll be memorable forever. But then the rest of this is like, it's kind of a slog. You're just kind of doing, which is all right. Like you have a lot of variety in plasmids. You do a lot of different things. I was using them all over the place. I was cyclone trapping all over the fucking place because I love watching people fly into the air. Like all that stuff is fun, but eventually you're kind of like, okay, I've seen what you have to offer. It would be nice if you could just close this down and they sort of instead just kind of do a little rinse repeat at the end there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was at the very end when you do the the whole thing with becoming a big daddy so the little sisters trust you which i i guess can kind of weave into the story cuz then you get all the little sisters to help you at the very end kill the boss but i'm still very perplexed why you had to go through the whole rigmarole of escorting the little sister to have her like stab like two or three dead bodies to then once you get out she's like oh yeah here's the poker thing so yeah. you, on she opens the like, doors okay. for you, which is kind of strange because there's a big daddy who walks through a wall earlier. Yeah. You are a big daddy now. So interesting. You really probably no, should also, just be able to Kool-Aid man to those doors. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> Actually, if they had built that into the game, that would have been fucking rad. Can you imagine if they're just like, you have the suit now, Kool-Aid man through every wall, and you just like <laughs> walk in a beeline, like straight to your <laughs> marker objective, the arrows pointing straight at the wall, and you just like, bam. But honestly, in a way, I feel like that would be more effective because I I feel like the game devs had the right idea of making you become a big daddy. I mean, you you see these things at the beginning and you fought them, you know how menacing they are. And so then it's like, okay, like, what if we give the player an opportunity to become a big daddy? And I remember the first time I played it and when, you know, Tenenbaum's instructing you what you need to do. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And yeah, I had like a similar thought, like, oh, you get to like bust through walls. Like, you know, you get to just like toss splicers around like nobody's business because you've got a fucking drill for a hand. 
and then you become a big daddy and yeah, your sweater's showing and you have bare hands and you, you're holding your <laughs> oh, wrench. God. <laughs> I would have loved to see a, a third person camera of the fight from the big daddy that busts through the wall and you just holding a wrench. Yeah. Like a with your, with your big, big dumb diving bella and giant boots and like <laughs> otherwise just wearing a sweater vest with a wrench. Incredible. Yeah, you're like, let's do this. <laughs> Fucking, wait, wait, like, wait. Ripe. This feels like an amazing cosplay. <laughs> just like a cosplay. Oh, just like massive boots, a diving bell, a big dumb sweater, and a wrench. <laughs> so we make it happen. Yeah, so we get on that next year for Halloween. I'm, I'm researching yeah. it to see if there's an actual cosplay of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there is Dude. none. There's just a bunch of. Oh wait, no. That's oh, a whole no, 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 there, the isn't, there isn't one. Oh, <laughs> I got really hopeful, but no, we there's unfortunately yeah, we did. not one of Jack and his uh, <laughs> his big daddy cosplay. Oh Damn it. Yeah, you okay. need the Jack daddy cosplay. Um, Jack daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, do you know what else was hilarious about this, though? Really quickly, okay. though. Fucking um, Gabe. So Gabe's already played it, right? And he's coming over to my house just to hang out. Uh, and he was sitting there and he was like, you can collect that helmet, but I just want to clarify to you, it's going to fucking suck for the next like 30 minutes because you're not going to be able to see anything. <laughs> yeah. And so if you want to pick up literally anything else before you do that, I'm just trying to be your, your, your guy. You know, I'm trying to help you out a little. And I was like, oh yeah, thanks. And I put it on and I was like, oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to warn yeah. you. Yeah, dude. It's like the helmet, I think they could have had it like you put on the helmet and you get that cool diving bell effect. And then it fades over the next, like, minute instead of just having you, like, it just chops off the sides of your screen. And, like, I guess it's there to remind you that you're a big daddy. But you have to, like, go through this big, you know, what's supposed to be a climactic boss fight. And your your vision's fucked up the whole time. And it's like, great. I love it. Fun. <laughs> I yeah. was playing oh, yeah. with a walkthrough because I wanted to get 100% audio logs this time around. Um, so I was going through a walkthrough and the walkthrough literally said, she'll tell you to go get the helmet next. Do not by any means get the helmet. Get that last. You'll thank me later. <laughs> Very I did something strict. similar for McCoy too when that he first section. went into the level. Uh, go ahead, Adam. Yeah, sorry. That whole section, like you don't have your questometer anymore. Like you just have to wander around until you find things. And it's Ugh. a huge pain in the ass. Yep, and I couldn't find a freaking clown vending machine bullshit to buy health packs. The circus so I was just, of value. <laughs> yeah, the circus of value. You can hear yeah, screaming no, you from across the world, and you can't find it. I couldn't. I couldn't find that, so I just had no health packs for that entire exploration section. Which meant that I just died constantly and had to keep climbing up the stairs because I was, like, playing poorly at that point. <laughs> you know, you can look at the map and it shows you where they are. What? Well, you know, I could have done that, oh, but I was okay. also drunk at the time. My man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, after you drink a certain amount of alcohol, either in-game or out-of-game, it disables the map. <laughs> just hmm. FYI. You know, that... Makes a lot of sense based on my experience. Dude, I love that. No, what I was going to say earlier, though, is that I, I helped McCoy out again where when he first came in the level and he started, uh, well, Tendon Mom tells you to go get the stuff to be a big daddy. 
he was already by the library. So I was like, McCoy, just walk into the library and go get the boots. Right. Yeah. Because you're going to get to the point where you collect like all the pieces of gear and be like, oh, the boots should be in here. Oh, no, the boots aren't here. Where are they? And you have to find like an audio log of Su Chong being like, some asshole deliver them to the library. What's up with that? <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm just going to save you some time here. Just walk to your right and get the boots. And interestingly enough, you can pick them up early, like you've said. In fact, you can pick up a number of items early. You've helped me with a number of items. And I got you. Not only that, but they have like a unique dialogue line. It sounded like or something along the of like, oh, why were they in the library? Oh, well, you have them already. Let's go. Yep. And it's just like, hell Yeah. But I actually think my experience with all these games has been greatly uh, improved by having someone, whether it be Gabe or whether it be Zoe for the cat lady, that's already played through this section and just watches me struggle and then just like like an angel, just nicely lifts me up from my fucking inability to solve a puzzle and just fucking shows me the way out. It was nice of you to lump me in the same category as Zoe, because I know it's not how I do it with you. Yeah, how you do it with me is like, you fucking idiot. I'm like, Gabe, I haven't played this before. And he's like, come on, man. A smart person to be able to figure this out. I'm like, Gabe, 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 chill for a second. Yeah, but it's but me, no. though. Gabe, yeah, exactly. come on. Meanwhile, I'm just like, McCoy, what does that sign say in front of you? Yes. Now, what, what does that sign mean? What else could you stuff mean? in a toilet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. For what fuck's else sake. could you do with gloves in a bathroom? <laughs> Jim, I'm all in the toilet. This makes sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zoe's like the type that would like either just ask you really pointed questions that are so incredibly obvious or she'll just start crafting like allegories like, yeah, and then I had a bunch of gloves and I thought, well, I could probably stick these in the toilet. And you're like, what? Why is this? What? What's happening? But um, honestly, it helped a lot, especially with the cat lady, because that that has some brutal puzzles in it. And I'm really thankful that my experience was like, you know, somewhat smooth. But, Those were uh, not puzzles. They were yeah, just that's just like. Like N by N, like <laughs> bash items in into slots. They were inconveniences. Thank you for saying it, so I didn't have to. <laughs> I know it was amazing. I thought I had convinced James like a little bit throughout the podcast, and then it like came to the rating, and he was just like, "And that's a thumbs down for me." And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm alone! <laughs> like my back's against the wall." Um, yeah. Speaking um, of backs against the wall. No, but actually like, that's a terrible segue. What I actually meant to say is that another thing that really does not fit <laughs> is the salvaging big daddies ending or sorry, salvaging little sisters ending. Oh, yeah. It's just like, what the fuck is that? Like, so we looked it up on YouTube and it's like, so you are, it's, it's like you salvage little sisters. Therefore, I guess you're like pure Satan. And so you let the splicers out and then you have a nuke. And you launch it. You become underwater Hitler. It's like, what happened? Yeah. It's like, dude, I just wanted some Adam right now so I could get to the end of this thing. And it's like, no, you are Satan and you are yeah. trying to kill all everyone. And apparently this happens if you save like any little girls. It's like, OK. And then I guess you conquered Rapture. And then whereas Ryan was afraid that the secrets of Rapture would be plundered, you plunder the secrets of the world. And I guess killed everyone with nukes. Normal. Yeah. It's like they just what didn't the make provisions for like a bad ending. Right. It's like they just, just hoped you wouldn't do it, I think. And they just so, like kind of hastily wrote in what would happen if you did. And like, I guess if they kill little sisters, they're Hitler. Sure. But at this, it's interesting because we finished this game. So fair enough. We get to sit here and criticize the end and that's fair. But you look at this game and you're like, dude, in terms of w like really winning people over in the first half, 
Like, first of all, I bet you 70 to 80 to 90% of people save the little sisters. And that experience feels like it fits well with the game for the first half, three fourths. And that's like, I know it's, it's sad that it kind of fumbles it at the end, but it really did have a fantastic beginning and middle for that playthrough and maybe even for the salvaging playthrough too, but it's just, it doesn't really execute on those in ways that are really satisfying at the end, but at least, at least it had something really going for it in the beginning and the middle that, that is enough to be like, this is worth it. In the end, you gained, you gained a family and isn't that what you always wanted? No, I wanted like something that was satisfying in any way. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So it's just fucking weird. Like it's not satisfying to be like, yeah, you grew old, but they loved you. It's like, dude, what? Like that was the rest of my life. I just die now. Like this, yeah, ah. see, the, the options are like world conquering demon or like kindly old man. Those are the only two types of people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which um, I think is like very fitting for Adam. So <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Well, I thought you know your evil playthrough really fit you, but you know. Um, I'll have you know that I only did the evil playthrough because I'd played this game before. <laughs> oh, I see. Right. And actually, like, okay, just a quick poll of the room. First playthroughs, uh, what did you guys pick? Salvage or or save? I, I picked I save. 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 Yeah. yeah. Save. What about you, Gabe? This is my first playthrough. This is your first playthrough? No, it's not. No, I'm saying for your first playthrough. Oh, first playthrough? Oh, I did uh, save, but I yeah. did save again because I was like, I... Yeah, same here. I just think that both endings are so bad. Might as well get the good one. Might as well get the, the good one. Like, How about you? I played with Gabe, so save. Okay. Yeah, it's just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, infanticide is bad. So it's like I, I heavily question somebody who would choose to harvest the little sisters as their play first playthrough not knowing any prior knowledge about the game <laughs> take yeah a but people do that, that person people yeah, do that right. shit I feel like the game like, just does not fun. does not deliver upon like the promise of that kind of choice like i think it's kind of it was at least kind of in vogue at the time and sort of still is to have like Oh, you can play the game your way, and oh, there's immoral choices that you can you can do, and like they have pieces of both of those. It's like, yeah, pick your plasmids, and you can hack things and be a hacker, or you can use lightning bolts, and or you can be a sneaker person. And it's like, no, actually, the only answer is wrench because they just keep shoehorning you into wrench. <laughs> and yeah. like same thing with the moral choice thing. It's like, hey, your two options are to be a reasonable person, and then get a reasonable person ending or literally water satan like yeah hmm, hmm. yeah Deep like choices. normally in in like open world games like especially like fall the fallout series i enjoy playing like a i guess a more evil type character sure because you know it's a little more of a spectrum with like the the moral choices whereas in this game it's like yeah it's like your only really like moral choice has to do with like either saving or like destroying little girls yeah and it's like okay that's a little much yeah <laughs> and you're still gonna like kill everyone it's not like you're gonna you know these these other games would always sell things like you're gonna side with atlas yeah. you're gonna take over this rapture and you're gonna rule it together like you're, you know it's the classic force speech you join me and you'll be stronger than you can possibly imagine it's like no kill her and then kill me still in the exact same way how do you feel about that yeah and you're like yeah dude yeah it's like, yeah and but in the end you might get some nukes right there was some weird stuff with the so here here's something that's that i am recalling about the game um so there's a fun bit where fontaine is like 
we could have ruled this city together, my son, or whatever. And it's like, you never get, you, you tried to kill me, and then you tried to, you kept trying to kill me, and now you're insisting that at one point you offered me anything other than death. Um, and then there was another fun bit yeah. where, like, over the loudspeaker, they play that line, uh, are you a man or a slave? Uh, right after you become a big daddy, or at least that's what the intercom said for me. I don't know if that's hard coded. Did anyone else get that? I can't remember, but no, for all I of God, I hope this game isn't like Dear Esther. I didn't notice randomize either. everything. <laughs> Honestly, okay. in my playthrough, I just had like music playing over the game. So, <laughs> Super loudly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in any case, uh, I got that to play over, that that played over the speaker as I was going through that, and I was like, "Oh, are they trying to like make a point about what you are?" But like you aren't given any opportunity to choose, even after you're broken out of the mind control. Like at that point, Tenenbaum's just barking orders at you, and Fontaine even makes a note of that. He's like, "Well, you really won't even do anything unless someone." I'm messing up his accent, but whatever. You won't do anything unless someone tells you what to do. (laughs) I'm walking here, (laughs) dude. uh, You're the first person I know that has like said, like started an accent, then been like, "Man, I'm ruining this," and then doubled down on it. I just didn't expect it. It was so funny. Respect, man. Respect. Yeah. Look, this game, like, from a story perspective, is just, it's like, it's not quite, okay, I look at this whole game as like, yes, it seems like it has an incredibly uh, well-realized world, and it has all these interesting characters, and the art style is amazing, and the atmosphere is amazing, right, all that, like, really comes together, but they just... At some point, we're like, fuck me. We have to end this thing. We don't have any more time. It just, it really feels like that, um, which is fine, especially if you consider a game that, um, at before it, I mean, what did these guys do before? Like, you know, these guys could have been fighting for their jobs. Like, fuck, we got to release this game to get money. Like, we got it. And then they launch something. So it's like, I feel like they actually did a really good job at putting their resources in the right places. It's unfortunate, though, for us and potentially for everyone that the end is not where they put that. But it would have been way better. And we wouldn't even have been playing this game if they had put more resources towards the end, not at the beginning. True. So. I mean, they could have. Ideally, they would have reallocated resources from the middle towards the end or like had a story that worked. I think they could have made it work better if they had integrated your character into the world a little bit better um like i'm I, I just spitballing you could have been one what of are you talking about dude something. he's so integrated into the world he's ryan's child he's ryan's child and he's fontaine's child and all that nonsense like he's kind of tied up in there but it's in like artificial ways like you have yeah, no kidding real connection outside of the ludonarrative dissonance avoidance of oh this is why the security bots don't care about you really and why the bathyspheres work for you i guess they could have gotten around that other ways it's more like a a sort of meta like can we use the story to be self-aware to explain some of these gameplay aspects and that they do well but it doesn't necessarily like fully plug you into the world per se but but also it's not the thing i almost felt like especially with the beginning i felt like they were going for like a you're totally outside of this they, they wrap you into the rapture a little bit or a lot towards the end. But it's like at first it's like you feel like an outsider. I don't think that's necessarily wrong. Um, yeah. yeah. No, that's like a pretty good, really good. Um, uh, th- th- that's a technique you see a lot, right? Where you, you um, 
the outsider's perspective is good for explaining new areas and good for expository stuff because everyone has to explain things to you without relying on that tired old phrase as we both know yes no one should ever actually utter really (laughs) as we both know i fucking love that as we both know that's a really terrible storytelling device right absolutely (laughs) as we all know um okay let's see okay fair Um, as we all know yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i don't know i just i felt like this was more of the middle uh sort of i don't know i don't know what to say other than i'm glad we played this game like i really am but i i definitely felt myself being like let's just get to the end you know what i mean let's just get there let's get it done let's tie it in a bow i've had some fun let's be done yeah the ending definitely felt more grindy like yeah just kind of i don't know like the waves of waves of splicers coming at you like you just kind of want like want to dispose of them i even found myself just like running past them not even wanting to fight them just because i didn't want to deal like i'm curious mccoy because like at the first episode you were talking about like how you would like approach each room and like line up headshots and like try to create these like kind of like cool traps and everything to you know bait the splicers were you like that as much as the end of this game or was it more just like i'm so op we're just gonna you know bull rush this thing he was painfully the same (laughs) (laughs) not surprised (laughs) yes look i actually listen i will say hard mode with a controller is like fucking satan mode okay because i can barely hit anybody so it's like dude i gotta fucking be ready which i appreciate it um but i think the key is that no there was a little bit more bull rushing i think a, a little but 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 one of the things that i did continue to do forever was use trap bolts for the big daddies and set up like a hallway that had a ton of trap bolts around it and then i had the exact number of trap bolts that it would take to kill a big daddy of that exact type set out and then i would shoot exactly that many and then shoot them and then get them to run through it and uh that was fucking awesome but no yeah i mean i <sighs> there was a bit more running i threw i think towards the end especially like you just you just need to gain ground and like the fact that they um so i guess this is what i'm really trying to say the really what i'm really trying to say is that the fact that they repopulate the world so fast really breaks my fucking heart with a slow methodical play style because i want to clean a room and just fucking execute everyone in there and then i want to feel safe and i want to progress and sort of set up my next situation but it was a lot of like oh i go back here and there's more people here and it's just like it kind of became more of like it's hard for me to set this battle up because they're just everywhere so it, it was like it was constantly like undoing my like meditation to the point where I had to be like okay I have to kind of just fucking take this as it is and switch the machine gun and just unload a clip because they're here and they're right fucking next to me so what are you gonna do? And that turret just you know what I would do with the trap behind me? Yeah, no. that turret appeared. That was some fucking bullshit. There was a couple of turrets that like literally appeared, and you're like, I just walked through that doorway. How the fuck were you here? But right. some of the splicers set up turrets. Oh. Uh, there are a few hardcore things where you go into a room to get a thing and then you walk out and they there are some splicers hanging out and they've got turrets now. Hmm. Although one thing I did note is that they stopped like there were some really cool like horror sections like the you know the dentist showing up behind you in the in the room or um, the people pretending to be dead in the core or whatever it's called. And there just weren't any in the last third of the game. Like unless I'm forgetting one, but they're just 
weren't I any... think there were there were a few of the people who pretend to be dead, but that was about it. Yeah, that well, there's a couple of randoms you Yeah, there's a couple of rooms you walk into where it's like they have some sort of setup. Like where there's a hole in the ceiling and you're looking at people and they kinda of run away a little bit or But after um, the first time that like corpses stand up, you just whack all corpses with your wrench. Yep. Yeah, or execute them. It's like a that that movie uh Oh shit! What's it called? It's it, it has that phrase "double tap." Zombie land. Zombie land, where they're like, "Dude, if you think he's dead, shoot him again." And yeah, that, I, the other thing that kind of really bugged me about the the second half of this game is that because you're so limited on the ammo that you have, like you can max out. Is what I mean. It's not that there's like little ammo. There is little ammo on hard, but it's like you max out so quickly. It's at the end when there's so many guys. Uh, splicers to go through and turrets and shit you just have to use every single gun constantly and keep and i know that's their intent their intent is to say we're going to shake up the weapon that you're using so you're having a varied play style but it was just frustrating to me to be like okay i want to have a really like stealthy slow sniper style approach but i need to use an rpg right now because i have nothing else or like everything else is kind of like drilled down now so i have to use the submachine gun now and then i have to use the rpg after that and then i have to use this gun after that and then i should use the shotgun down all the way and then i should and then like finally i'll get some pistol rounds and so it's just like ugh, that, that that all leads towards more of that sort of run through less meditation more just hold down the triggers kill them with whatever sort of strategy so i feel like it all kind of became that at the end and i can kind of see that as having possibly been intentional like they want maybe you to feel like you're getting a lot more powerful um and so rather than increasing the power of the enemies they just kind of let you walk all over them but that leads like they could have done more to introduce i don't know anything that was interesting other than like you know hunt for some boots and a hat and a shirt that you won't actually put on and in the meantime, there's some nerds running around chatting about stakes, and you can hit them with your wrench if you feel like it, but otherwise you can kind of ignore everyone. Cohen's boss battle is so disappointing. <laughs> so I'm always so talk to me about what that. that is, because do you have to kill him? You don't have to kill him, right? I didn't kill him. So yeah, if you don't kill him in the second second week of this game, um that what we played when you create his masterpiece and he comes down the stairs in a fanfare don't kill him right and then you can go into his apartment uh in this part of the game uh when you're kind of just looting everyone's apartments at this point and inside will just be two splicers dancing and cohen's making them dance and he's barking orders at him in his crazy cohen style and i just went around the room looting and if you loot underneath the record player, it makes the pin flip off and like the music turns off and Cohen sends a bunch of splicers after you. But then Cohen himself is just like a nitro splicer. Hmm. And it's just I didn't even realize it was him until I killed him. And then I went up and took his photo and got an achievement called Irony. So I was happy about that. <laughs> Nice. I didn't think yeah. to take a picture of him. That's a good move. Did you go back That's and loot awesome. his uh, muse box? Yep, I did that as well. What a waste, his... right? Yeah, it was it's uh... like twelve dollars and some <laughs> napalm or something. Yeah, it's... don't forget the three uh, spider splicer organs. Hey, those are health packs. <laughs> yeah, so they can that, be. Right? I don't know. Like it was just like I don't know. Like, kind of also going back to, like, the horror element, like, yeah, it's just kind of, it's shocking 
like how like the contrast between like the horror we were talking about that we loved so much from the first week of this game versus the wow I can't hear myself talk all of a sudden <laughs> Dude, it's like it's just like an awkward editing choice because I think I'll have to leave the siren in or else it'll just sound like Zoe's losing her fucking mind <laughs> I was trying not to talk for that reason so that it was really easy to edit out the siren but <clears throat> no it would have okay, been here, fine but it was you know tough what, McCoy I, I've, I've noted it also... down I'm going to redo my thought here so you can just start here but... oh, I don't want to set this precedent fuck that oh, oh. <laughs> I don't want to do extra work. <laughs> also, leave in yeah, my just roommate telling the, me the how date. much dinner is going to cost. How much is it going to cost, bro? <laughs> but, um, well, just, yeah, just the, I, I, like, I know you guys don't listen to this podcast. So, like, to you guys, like, two weeks ago, episode one was a distant memory. But, like, listening back at episode one, like, and how much we were raving about how good the horror was in this game it just seems like night and day compared to this section and it makes for like you know like i'm happy i split the game up in this way i think they were good good stopping points for each week but at the same time it's like this last third of the game just seemed so different from the first third specifically because yeah it just seemed like the developers got bored and we're just like let's wrap this shit up and Oh, we'll just have a we'll have a running shadow across the wall. Oh shit, we've got this crazy Cohen who we've established. Uh, we'll just make him a nitrous splicer. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think they like, just I ran think against resources. There's not necessarily anything wrong with them going from kind of a you're weak and everyone around you is powerful and this is scary to a you're god incarnate and you can kind of just Kool Aid man through everything except not really. Um, like that kind of tonal shifts like could make some narrative sense. The unfortunate thing is that it's boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you can just walk over everyone, and like it doesn't give you a sense of being powerful. It's just like you're just, wrench- <laughs> you're just wrenching people out of the way and searching for audio logs. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's 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 uh partially highlighted by the way that this game was segmented into the different weeks if just like you play this section and you're like just be done like this last section didn't need to be there i will say the last level of becoming the big daddy and for the little sisters i totally thought that was part of bioshock 2 mm. so when i replayed this in bioshock 1 i was like oh shit that's right it's in this game when what the fuck do I remember of Bioshock 2? Nothing. Maybe nothing. Bioshock 2 is even worse than I thought. Bioshock 2 is funny because it's like, there's it has none of the good parts of Bioshock, but the gameplay is actually there. Like, oh. It's actually pretty fun to run around and like, <clears throat> so the, the spring trap you love so much, McCoy, Thank you me. can also put other things inside of it so you can make it a flaming spring trap or a spring trap full of bees. Oh, that's um, right. And, like, they give you lots of opportunities to do fun things, and you get a drill charge, and, like, it gives you lots of fun, like, shooty game tools, but that narrative just isn't there, and you've already seen Rapture, so what's the fucking point? But there is a multiplayer for some reason. Yeah, what the fuck is that? Game Club. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to play Bioshock 2, but only multiplayer Bioshock 2. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, actually, we should do that. No, we super shouldn't. Are you kidding me? 
First off, <laughs> it will be us playing against each other because probably no one else is doing this. Are the servers even still up? Probably not. Dude, you want to use that as an outreach tool like us into the old Bioshock 2 community? <laughs> Just like, hey, we're doing a podcast. Like, come check it out. See what we think about your garbage can. I mean, wait, we love it. You love it. Wait a minute. <laughs> if you win, Maybe we'll, we'll go mad you on our find podcast. <laughs> yeah, my God. So, I don't know. It feels like we've, we've just like Bioshock, hit this sort of awkward point where we're like, I think it's ready to be done. Like, I think we could have, if we had bothered reading a lot more of Ayn Rand's stuff, gotten really deep into objectivism and what that means. Like, I thought it was neat that, sorry, I'm interrupting you telling us that we're done because I'm not done. Um, <laughs> good, good. Um, one thing that I found interesting was that Fontaine, like, builds his whole army with, you know, an orphanage. Su Chong is running out of a free clinic and there's the, er, and the home for the poor. Um, so like his whole thing is charity. And I mean, you kind of find out that it's like a, you know, it's a facade. He's using it to basically get the masses on his side so he can use it as a tool. Um, but it's, you know, like he was saying, everyone comes here thinking they're going to become going to become captains of industry, but someone needs to clean the toilets. All you have to do to make people love you is make them feel like they're worth a nickel. And he just, I mean, he's abusing the poor, but in a different way. Um, and this ends up destroying Ryan's utopia is these things that are charitable, at least ostensibly. Yeah. It's also kind of like a thing of one that and two Ryan, like it, it shows kind of how Ryan like didn't really think about them at all. Um, and I, I can't remember the exact quote he gave in one of the, one of the audio logs, but it's basically like, he's like, am I wrong? Am I the bad guy? Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, <laughs> to question is to like be a slave. I will not question. I have to keep going. And you're just like, okay. So, yeah. That was the one audio log in this section of the game. And I think the reason why, like he did question what he was doing, but then he, I think the reason why he said no, it was partly that doubt is like, it's something he doesn't like, but it was also that he was being really pressed by Atlas. Yeah. Um, and so he like, he couldn't spend the time doubting because he was busy trying to fight off what he considered to be an existential threat to rapture. Right. See how that went for him, huh? Yeah. I, I do think though, there is something to be said about like having a vision and going for it and having to sort of fight back against like hate mail. Um, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> no, but I, I just, I, I just mean, there is something to be said about the creative process that involves like you have this vision and it's up to you to try to put it to the page and you will have adversaries. You have people that will try to stop you and you have to just at some point hope and trust that you're right and you might not be right. And that's like a truly terrifying thing. And so the doubt aspect, I can totally see that battle of being like, Okay, I'm starting to question my own vision here and I'm starting to give in. Like, I can't do that. I can't do that. I have to give a fair shot to my vision. And if it's terrible and it's awful and I've destroyed everything, then fair, then fair play. But it's better than not having executed on it and wondering whether it would have been good. You know what I mean? So I can see, I can see the battle with doubt as being just like a, a truly sort of, 
a weakness point that you have to fight against, but then it can also make you super stubborn and unreasonable and, and go and just march blindly in the wrong direction. But I mean, it's a battle people fight. That's fun and all, unless you start hurting people, which Ryan did. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, but it's, just, it's one of those interesting things of like, that's, it gets really, really hard when you talk about like societies because it's like, dude, we built America on the backs of all sorts of hurting people. You know what I mean? It's like, that's how all this, not all, but many of the successful powers that we still see that still exist today have been built on the back of. So it's like, it's nice to sit here ethically and say that's wrong, but it would also be like, you might not sit here at all. You know what I mean? So that's where it gets really squirrely. It's like, how do you become a powerful force that can design a system like that, that can function and be strong and get ahead and potentially ahead enough to be safe. How do you do that while being ethically bound? Like that's not nearly as easy as it would seem. And potentially it's impossible. I'm not sure if it actually is impossible. Potentially at different points in history, it might have been impossible. Ethics and business usually don't go together. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Well, and that, but that's like the whole problem with many of our businesses now is that their ethics are just, it's that the business decision should not be to have any ethics because it will cut into your profits. I mean, it just yeah. will. It just reminds me of from the first section we played through, there was an audio log about um, Ryan when it came to like the, the Arcadia and like the parks. Sure. And how he, mm. you know, he paid to have them installed and then he was charging people to enjoy them and then people were like no they should they're parks it should be free to everybody so ryan was like how about fuck you and like burn them wow and i was like oh oh yeah yeah slight correction on that very small misquote uh he made arcadia woods not the rapture arcadia but like a national forest and the government tried like the government tried to seize it from him and that's what oh. he burned it down Huh. Um, and then he did his thing successfully and started charging emission in Rapture and did not oh, okay. burn it down until later, I guess. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just this is a really tough thing because it's easy to sit there, especially with a villain like this, and to say, like, that person is evil. It's very easy. But, like, <sighs> things are much, much, much more complicated when you're dealing with whatever the greater good is as a concept. It's like the, all those the like weird. Good. What? I was just making a reference to a movie. My bad. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I just, I thought anyways, it doesn't matter, but no, it's just like, it's like those. Um, I always think of it like that ethics problem that people always talk about where they say like, okay, you could save one person, but, or you can save three people by forcibly killing one. You know what I mean? It's like the train tracks and you can divert the train this way. The but, problem, yeah. Right. But this really... The one that everyone act- makes memes out of. Right. <laughs> you know me, I'm just a... Double track drifting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking God. <laughs> That's just what I was thinking. <laughs> That's how you solve the problem. Yeah, that's one <laughs> way to solve the problem for sure. That's optimal in some way. Yeah, <clears throat> it just it just shows that some decisions don't have an easy ethical out. Yeah, that's all I'm trying to say. No, absolutely. And there's like that, you know, quote that I don't know who said it, but I've heard around. It's like sometimes the best way to save a life is to take another. Hmm. Just that, like, you know, there are situations where 
it's not an easy like black or white choice and not an easy outcome. So I can kind of see how they went with that kind of that image and that vibe for Rapture and for Bioshock in general. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to look at it afterwards and go, this went fucking horribly wrong. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, And especially like, you know, I know Adam, like earlier in the, in the podcast, uh, not this one, but a, a previous episode, you talked about the the opening line where he says, you know, the sweat off your brow, you know, it should be yours essentially, right? It shouldn't be the government's, it shouldn't be everyone's, it should be yours, right? And you were saying how like, mm-hmm. oh, that's alluring as a concept, but like, here's why we know that doesn't work. And it's like, would you mind going into that a little bit? Because I'm just curious, because that is alluring as a concept. And I'm not saying I, I have like some great understanding of how that economically would work but it's one of those things of like well that doesn't seem like an evil idea sure so like the the kind of infantile thing is that everyone should share and get along and and like you know if we all just share our resources everything is great like that's kind of an infantile belief right um and that's a little bit how we're raised when we're very young is that you know you, you have to share and then this is all the classroom stuff and, and all that um, and that works for a time and it's important to give that to children because children are sociopaths. Um, but when you examine that, like the kind of immediate critique is like, Hey, but if I work for something, it should be mine. So it's not infantile, but it's kind of juvenile. Um, and you know, the more adult belief is like, Hey, this really opens up a lot of avenues for abuse. Um, like this foot off your brow will never truly be yours because there will be people whose version of work is taking your stuff um, and you need to have protections in place for that sort of thing. Um, And in addition, and that can be more than just direct. So uh, the kind of objectivism thing, and again, I didn't do enough reading about objectivism to really talk about it. So I have no authority here, Um, but I'm going to try anyways. Uh, Respect. So like objectivism and at least Ryan's at uh, Ryan's um, utopia, it still does protect like, you know, some freedoms. There is a police force who like who goes around to make sure that people aren't literally stealing things, but there's no concept of like wage slavery. Right. So you have all these people who are wage slaves and who are being forced into the slums and can't afford to eat and stuff like that, because that's not slavery. It's just that they haven't become enterprising enough, you know, um, but they are certainly being exploited by the people who are lauded as captains of industry. And we're seeing this, you know, today, it's not as the same degree as rapture. Um, but you know, wage slavery is happening and the role of a government is partly to, or the role of a government should partly be to prevent that and to redistribute the wealth so that society is having its needs met rather than the few who are good at taking from society. Um, so like it is appealing as a concept because you want what you have worked for. Um, but it isn't, it doesn't hold up at a societal scale and like it's super prone to abuse and the sweat of your brow won't be yours if other people are allowed to get away with taking it from you, uh, in an unregulated fashion. Right. Did that answer your question? I mean, definitely, it definitely starts to explore the idea. Yeah, it's it's so then it seems like it's a matter of more of a spectrum of like how far do you go along that? Like like at what point, you know, it's almost what percent of your sweat is yours, you know what I mean? But like I don't know. It's it's it it just reminds me of 
you know, the, the con like the common idea that's getting tossed around right now. That's been tossed around for the past like three years, but it's like now coming into a head again. And it's like, wait, so Amazon paid no taxes this year. Like what's up with that? And it's just like, it reminds me of that where it's like, well, when you look at solving a problem, like, Hey, we need more police or Hey, we need more firefighters or Hey, we need more medical. And it's like, they're expensive because they're people and they need to be paid. And they're also highly skilled. They need to be paid for that too. It's like, well, where do we get that from? And it is interesting to think of like, well, we could go to the people, obviously, and we could raise their taxes, of course. But it's also like at the same time, like if these corporations are people, right? Like, shouldn't they? McCoy, is Jeff Bezos not entitled to legal tax evasion? I don't know. <laughs> is the sweat of Jeff Bezos's brow and also all the people that he basically owns not not <laughs> Does that not belong to him? Does that belong to the poor, as the U.S. government claims? <laughs> Should we be giving people food when instead Jeff Bezos can inject young person blood into his body and build a rocket <laughs> to the moon so we can live immortally in his giant golden sepulcher? I mean... <laughs> the sweat of his brow. Think of it. Yeah. 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 Yo, the sweat of his brow is worth so much fucking money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You should bottle that shit. I know. He should bottle that shit and sell it. That's like people selling their bath, bath water. Bath water. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, Bezos sweat. I don't know. I don't want vampire sweat. Oh my god, it's got such a ring to it too. My god, Uh, I don't know, man. Exclusive for Prime members. (laughs) One day shipping. Yo, Amazon. Jeff Bezos will personally come to your home and drink your blood. He'll drink your blood. What a deal. Yeah, that's great. Well, that's like it's like. But, like, they would figure out a way to sell that to the masses. Like, it's the same thing with Alexa, not your girlfriend, the the Echo, (laughs) is that, like, you pay for the opportunity to train their AI, to give them the data it would take to make a better AI than their their opponents or whatever fucking competitors. but, But she'll play music when you ask her to. Do it and turn the lights on and off? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And set a timer. Keenan's like, no, my no, no, girlfriend no. doesn't Hold do on. that. I want to be very clear. I want to be very clear that... <laughs> no, she does not. Okay, hold on. I want to be very clear. It's not that Alexa sets a timer. It's that Alexa is capable of send, setting multiple timers. And this is very useful for the yeah, kitchen. that's true. Because my phone, the fucking timer app that's built on my goddamn iPhone, can only have one going at a time. And I'm like, dude, oh, it's such bullshit. You're I like totally a thousand dollar piece of technology. Could you just have two timers? That's all I ask of you. Like we can talk Jeff about three Bezos in a year. Is better than Steve Jobs. <laughs> um, I don't know. But yeah, well, this yeah. is cool. I'm really glad that we talked about politics. You guys now, right, don't you think we we're ready for hate mail? Oh, I was ready. So I was ready one. for the tyranny of thumbs. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Becky, look at her thumbs. Screw the tyranny of big. thumbs jingle. Let's just, yeah, let's just do like a, just, <laughs> just do like the Nicki Minaj song and then just like look at her and then like that like automated Cortana voice. So like thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, holy shit. That was so good. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was, <laughs> are you a robot? <laughs> I'll never tell. Yeah, error. <laughs> <laughs> oh, error, God. Error does not compute. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, I let's do it. I will say, look, all I want to ask of people before they go into this rating section is do your best to remember the entire experience. Noting that, yeah, the last experience is fresh in your mind. Uh, the last third. But, you know, remember this entire game as what it is. That's all I ask. Because I think it's only fair. But, Yeah. 
All right. I'm just going to fucking okay. pick someone. Fuck it. Um, so you picked this game. You want to go? So he didn't no, pick this game. She didn't. I did not pick this game. <laughs> what? How is it possible? So we didn't pick the Bioshock game. Dude, Jim, did no, I pick one person who didn't play? Which is why I'm so proud James of him. I, I just it? I pick yeah. all the games that Zoe wants to pick. Dude, but good doesn't. moves. Okay, James, yes. you go. I, I'm sorry. I guess that just that actually makes sense. For some, there was a moment there where I was like, "Fuck, did I pick this game?" <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, James, you're up, man. What do you think? Your first time through, this is fucking rad. Yeah, I I thought it was great overall um i had a lot of fun uh the ending was a little bit disappointing um but i mean in general the gameplay was pretty fun the story was fun um the i mean really the like side things the optional parts of the story were really what was uh, what was interesting and exciting and fun to discover? Good thing we told you to look at those, huh? I knew that I should have been looking at them the whole time. It's not like it's not like I didn't know that. I just chose not to. <laughs> Might not be better. Um, Might. <laughs> uh. I feel like James has um, just like t- got wrecked the first time when he talked over Zoe in the intro and has, has since then been like a passive, like scared puppy in the corner with like a dunce hat on. And we apologize for that. Um, we're sorry. Yeah. I mean, I, I give it um, one and a half thumbs up um, just because I figure why not break the rules? Um, Man, I broke you. someone's thumb once, so I'll just put up that amount of thumb. <laughs> I didn't. I lied. So, so, okay, okay, thank you. It, <laughs> just, sounded, it just sounded good to say. Yep. <laughs> okay, yeah, I totally get that. Lying about injuring people, definitely a cool move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is a threat no, I mean, it, it just it was a great game. Good fun. But showed its age. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Gabe, you're up. What do you think, man? Um, I similar case. I enjoyed. I mean, if you at the gameplay and the the playthrough as a whole, I enjoyed it. Um, I it was really fun to go back, and I hadn't played this game probably since like high school. Um, but it was fun to go back, relive it, and to play through it differently because the first time I was kind of more more cautious. Played, you know with guns at range more plasmids um and this time just going through with the wrench and having a lot of fun with that so that was very enjoyable to do <laughs> learn the ultimate strat um but yeah and i also kind of like going th- a second time through and knowing certain things in place already so then that gave me the opportunity to kind of then see other things that i probably missed the first time through like i mentioned the um at the very beginning when you look at the when you're in the plane and you look at the the present. Right. And the tag says, would you kindly? And I was like, oh. <laughs> but. <laughs> I see you. Yeah. So stuff like that was really cool to see and be like, oh, shit. Um, but yes. And as I got to the ending, I was kind of like, oh, this is not as good as I remember. And then when I saw the ending, I was like, oh, yeah, I hated the ending. Hmm. But that aside, I think it was more of the journey than the destination. So I will give it. Um, yeah, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to give it 
uh, one and a half thumbs because Christ. <laughs> because one, you hate that, and two, <laughs> I, I think it's genuinely it was a fun game, great to play through again. Um, but the ending kind of feels half-assed, and there were definitely spots that showed its age, and the remaster is kind of a fake sell, dude. That remaster is some questionable shit, especially when you got into the later sections like the lava section and you see like what's clearly like a fucking pixelated image as the background yeah if you look out of the the walkways but yeah all right you Um, know what i discovered a good number of hours into my non uh my my original game playthrough yes i can't wait to hear i discovered that directly underneath the bioshock not remastered in my inventory and steam is bioshock remastered (laughs) (laughs) and i could have just been playing the the remastered version this whole time james i'm glad (laughs) you you weren't though yeah seriously plus you went for the og experience where you played the original like if you're gonna do the first time through you might as well do the first time through on the original game right yeah right that makes sense and also when they remastered it they apparently just broke a whole bunch of shit so yeah, I had a number of serious, not serious, but like I saved in the middle of, of the two splicers dancing in front of Cohen. And so then later they just like, they weren't T-posing, but they were just like sitting there and there was all this music going on. And he was like, no, no, it's not right. And I was like, well, that's actually true. <laughs> this is definitely not your vision. <laughs> but also just the cases of where like you would hear a splicer to your left, look left and the splicer would just run up and hit you on the right. Yeah. And you just had to drill into your mind that pretty much the audio was opposite yeah yeah that struck some real fear into my mind where i was like i actually don't know where they're coming from because all these signals are fucking crazy but uh yeah um adam what'd you think man um yeah so i I agree in that it shows its age um and I, i didn't hate going through it i do recall dimly from my youth thinking that the ending was weak so that that's not like new to this one um, I think it almost would have been better as something else. So exploring the city at your own leisure is like kind of what they were trying to get at. And, you know, a game that is about its environment should have or rather an experience about its environment makes sense to give you the opportunity to in an embodied way, walk through that environment. But they didn't you leverage that as well as it could have been like they it's mostly just hunting around for small things and i didn't have a whole lot of really great environmental storytelling there's some there it's not unused but it's like dark souls almost has better environmental storytelling again that's an unfair comparison because it's you know many years in the future they have time to develop on that um but you know this game could have maybe been better as like a book or something if you're really trying to explore the uh the philosophical implications and the world of rapture and kind of that interesting stuff um the shooting is mediocre and i think it kind of was at the time also uh the plasmid stuff is like kind of fun but eventually just stops mattering um it did some cool things, and I respect what it did. Uh, the reveal was neat, and I think that was pretty cool for its time. If I'm judging this for its, like, against current games and against, like, what I know of now, I wouldn't give it a particularly favorable rating. Again, not that I didn't enjoy it, but um, 
as far as like historical import and how neat that was, you know, it's got something going for it. Um, it's cool. It's got some neat environmental stuff. They built a really neat world and they explored something you don't see explored very often. Um, so it has some, some good points and some, some not so good points. Like when you put on the helmet and have to go through the ending of the game wearing a fucking helmet. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm going to give this a total of 579 points. That's pretty low. I'm, I mean, you know, out of how many, right? <laughs> Take that, I mean, 2K Games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rest in peace. Anyways, um, actually, that's another fun fact. 2K Marin. I mean, Anyways, you gave Dear Esther 25,770 points. Yeah, but out of how many? <laughs> I don't think I got far enough in math to understand this joke. Anyways, um, <laughs> that's like that's like third grade math. <laughs> Denominators. <laughs> McCoy. Yeah, fractions, man. You Fuck work that. with computers. I know this. No, I believe in only integers. <laughs> he only uses the numbers one and zero. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Uh, Zoe, you want to follow that up? Sure. Um. I am going to rate this game solely from a narrative and story perspective, because much like echoing what has already been said, yeah, this game shows its age. Gameplay is a little bit jank, especially considering, you know, the gameplay of today. Uh, It's nice to be able to shoot a machine gun in games these days and not be (laughs) shooting around your target and actually shooting at your target. Um, But... As everyone probably knows at this point, Rapture is one of, like, the Bioshock series is one of my favorite video game franchises, and for a good reason. And it's because of the narrative world, uh, the creativity that comes around it. The I love the concept of stumbling across a world already lived and trying to piece together what might have happened before you came along. Um, and so for that... Um, you know, this game has a lot of awesome creative decisions to it. Um, you know, Crazy Cohen, best video game villain of all time, and his, you know, iconic masquerade bunny masks and, you know, the iconic visuals of the Big Daddy. Uh, if you guys have a moment, you should go check out, I think if you have the remastered version, once you finish the game, there's like a virtual museum you can walk through where you can see some concept art of you know some of the concepts of what they wanted the splicers and the big daddies to look like and holy fuck this game could have been a whole lot scarier if they went with some of their initial splicers uh splicer concepts um but overall i'm gonna give this game uh two thumbs up from me It, it is a special game uh close to my heart it's one of the first i guess like it's one of the first first-person shooter narrative games that I played um, in my introduction to video games. And uh, for that, it will always it will always have a special place in my heart for that. Um, but yeah, two thumbs up from me. Nice. Keenan, what did you think, man? Uh, well, it makes sense on why I didn't remember the ending. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> But as for the rest of it, I think it holds up to what I remember from the game. 
and enjoying it. Uh, I don't know if I have much more to add than what everyone else has covered already. I feel like I'm on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, I will always enjoy lighting splashes on fire. And yeah. Watch them slowly burn to death. <laughs> I was about to say, like, were you disappointed <laughs> that I didn't use enough fire in my playthrough when you were watching? Mildly. Yeah. That seems reasonable. I'm trying to be all... I I, I took so much fucking modern first-person shooter headshot mentality into that game. And Keenan was like, but light them on fire, though. Just try it. <laughs> it's pretty sick, though. Um, yeah. So, so Keenan, in the thumbs rating system... It's a sort of a strange oh, little system right, right. here. I'm going to do thumb and a half. Thumb and a half. You thumb fucking... Half. I can't believe someone fucking... I hate all of you people. You <laughs> <laughs> come from the guy who doesn't understand fractions or halves <laughs> of numbers. Like, it's really bothering me. But yeah, all right. Um, cool. Cool. Thumb and a half. Uh, sweet. Uh, I guess I was just going to... Yeah. I would just say that this game really makes me want to play other contemporary... Not contemporary, but it's contemporaries. You know what I mean? Like games that came out at this time, because I remember it being just so out there and so different and so novel. And it was in some senses going to lead the direction of games that I wanted to follow. And I just would like to see some fucking army of twos out there that I got the sense just sucked. Like what are the games out there that like, like during this time period that were just super uninteresting and, and also had bad combat and also had bad, like everything. So I don't know, but I just, this game, I'm like, ah, like it doesn't quite hold up as much as I wish it did, but I promise you those other games are just like faded away, wilted into just flower petals on the floor. Oh yeah. It it speaks volumes. Like if this was the one that like stuck with history and everyone like loved and played, then the ones that everyone didn't, like how bad are those? That's what I'm saying. Like how bad are those in comparison? If we sit there and go like, oh, I don't know if this is quite up to my expectations, but it was still fun. Like those things must've been on fire. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I guess I'm really like, I, this is a really strange game for me because I really enjoyed going through it the second time, despite the fact that it wasn't as fun as I remembered. It was still fun. Uh, I just like really enjoyed that aspect of going back into a game from my past. This was like essentially like me watching Star Wars again. You know what I mean? Like this, it's some weird thing like that where it was like, oh, dude, sweet. And whether or not it, it held up was kind of irrelevant to me because I just wanted to see it. I just wanted to see it again and see what was up. So I've now talked myself out of understanding how my rating system applies to whatever the fuck I'm thinking. Uh, and so nice, but I hmm. Hmm. interesting. Up. No, so you're saying that my, <laughs> cut him. James, can you, can you cut out him from the discord? Boot him from the channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. So how many half thumbs do you give it? Yeah. What if I did that? If I fucking broke the fucking, Oh God. No, I don't want to live okay. in that It's okay. We world. know you don't understand d- divisors, so. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough, man. We're safe. No, it's tough. All right. I deafened Adam. Have he I can't been hear us. He can't hear us? Oh, I got deafened. But he can still talk. Yeah. This is like not as good as. <laughs> McCoy, I hope you know you're going to have to edit out all the nonsense that I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, dude, what's hilarious is that so, we could still hear you. Like. What? Oh, you can, what's up with that's that? That's weird. Because if I hit the deafen button. It, it forcibly mutes. If I choose to deafen myself, then it force mutes me. Yeah. Could you not hear us? Is that what all it did? Yeah. I just couldn't hear you guys. That was fucked. All right. Co- let's take the logistical stuff out of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The podcast where we discover how Discord works. Yeah. Somebody write in about Discord. Um, but anyways, yeah. I would say this experience for me was certainly a thumbs up. In the past, it has been like truly a magical game this time around it was interesting to see it it was very delight like i'm glad i did it i was entertained the whole time um 
I actually don't think I finished it the first time around because there are parts of it that I was like, I don't remember. And I couldn't tell whether that was because it was so, like, not memorable or if that was just because whatever. But it doesn't matter. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, we'll tie a bow on this. It was really fun. I'm really glad. I just want to say props to James for picking a longer game. Like, that was a total curveball for us, but it was fucking rad. So, sweet. Um, I believe Zoe is up next for choosing. So, I'm going to toss the ball over to you and you just get to fucking tell us what the fuck is up. Bioshock 2, let's go. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, so I want everyone to picture for a moment. I'm standing on my back deck, staring out into the backyard, just thinking about what a disappointing ending Bioshock was. And I'm thinking to myself, hmm, if only there were a game quite, you know, that could be quite as epic that we could follow up Bioshock with. If only there were a game that could flow smoothly from Bioshock and give us a thunderous, more user-friendly experience. Stardew Valley. So fuck it, we're playing Bioshock Infinite. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> For a brief oh moment, I thought you were going to steer us straight towards Plants v. Zombies. What the fuck? <laughs> Why did you think that? <laughs> well, I thought she was going to do Stardew Valley because she mentioned it earlier about her cucumbers. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I know, oh. Where, I know where this is going. So you're saying that she was doing the narrative sorry, storytelling device that Adam always talks about, where you have to hint at it earlier. Exactly, dude, I get that. Um, wow. Really so I, at first, I was a little bit worried because I was like, no, like it's too similar to Bioshock. But then I really got to thinking about it, and I think there's a lot more we could talk about with Bioshock Infinite. It came out five years after Bioshock. And there's some substantial improvements to the gameplay. And it's a really cool alternative history vibe to it, um, which I am honestly a fan of alternate histories. Um, and I think we could really, really have something special with playing through this. So I will discord you guys where to play through for next week. But uh, it'll be it'll be another three week game. It's about 12 hours again. Uh, but yeah, James will put it Buckle on the Twitter. Up. <laughs> I can't wait in three weeks to play yeah, Bioshock yeah, yeah. Two. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that's crazy! I am so. We'll excited. end on an epic note of Infinite. Now Bioshock Two, the oh. best one. Oh my no. god! No, I'm just I'm down. Bioshock Infinite is fucking cool. Like it's so pretty and it's so weird. And I, no, I'm excited. I I don't I actually am too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to go back and play that because I. I remember playing through it, but I honestly don't remember much of it. Yeah. For one reason or another. But I remember enjoying it, so I am excited to go back and play it. Yeah, and I want to be more focused this time. I think yeah. I like played it more a little bit run and gun and more shooter and whatever and exactly. wasn't really focused to yeah. the to the symbolism. It was beautiful, but like, dude, I'm down. Um cool. So I haven't played it yet, but I'm excited because uh Humble Bundle just ran a sale on the entire Bioshock series. And I was so mm -hmm. mad that they were selling all three games for less than what I paid for Bioshock. Ouch. And now I have an opportunity to just get that deal. And I can still be mad that I spent 20 bucks on Bioshock, but whatever. Wow, you spent 20 <laughs> yeah, bucks I was going to say, so if you, guys, if you guys don't have Infinite, take advantage of the Humble Bundle sale because it is... To the podcast listeners out there, the sale's already expired, so don't even try. But like, <laughs> Wow, take that. All I will say is that Bioshock is one of those games that was on sale like every single fucking holiday sale for the past like seven years so like 
I don't know. If you don't have it yet, like that's probably smart financially on your part. But like, still, like it just it, they've dangled that one every single time. I swear. Um, but anyways, sweet. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's wrap mm-hmm. this thing up. Thank everyone for listening. Um, take care and uh, don't clap. Don't you fucking. Anyways, um, I would never. Yeah. Okay. For sure. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but in the clap sings, I've never once clapped. I don't think I've noticed that. Perfect. Do you even use the clap? Why do we do it? Well, he's usually recording at my house, so he doesn't have to clap. <laughs> Dude, by the All way. All right. Everyone hit the stop button. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Take care. Right. Great choice. Sounds great. <laughs> Bye. Fuck yeah. Wait, I have a great clip from James Bye. that just goes, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. I'm ready for dream time, Mr. Bubbles. <laughs>